Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello. Welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate here on the IDP Army Network. Uh, this is everything for college football, for Dynasty, for Devi, a little bit of Devi. I'm, I'm getting into it more. I'm getting into it more. Um, but for now, mostly just college football and Dynasty purposes. We're trying to get everybody ready for their drafts coming up. So going into week three in college football, we've kind of got our players established as far as who we're looking at. There's still time to come in out of nowhere. I, you know, the season's long. A lot of time left to, to really make your name, but I think we've kind of at least figured out our main names, our main guys that we're looking for each week to kind of see who's going to do what. Um, we got some young guys really showing out, so I'm, I'm glad to see that. It's really good for the Devi side, I'm sure. I mean, Travion Henderson for Ohio State, I'm positive in Devi drafts. He's going really high right now. He looks great as a freshman at Ohio State, so that's good to see. Um, week two, I kind of told you last week that there wasn't any good games and well, hell there actually ended up being some shockingly good games. It, it was really weirdly close. I mean, Cincinnati was taken to the, was getting taken into the second half. They were tied at halftime. Uh, Notre Dame was losing well into that Toledo game and Toledo actually could have won that football game. If Toledo had had the foresight to waste clock and then kick a field goal and not give Notre Dame the ball back. They probably would have won that game. They went ahead and scored the touchdown, and then that gave Notre Dame the ball back with enough time to score. You know, Toledo, that's one of those things. Eventually, you will learn to to win those. I'm sure your coach is kind of kicking himself Monday morning, but it happens. Um, who else? Texas A&M was weirdly inefficient against Colorado. Like, you got to play Alabama here in a couple weeks. We need to get things together. That was, I mean, the defense played great. Um, and DeMarvin Leal and those boys, they played amazing. I, I, really good. But they're good. The offense, on the other hand, a bit of a bit of a weird issue. Not really positive what's going on there. So 
that'll be something definitely to look out for as we're going forward. We're kind of get into that in the game previews as well. But um, and also we had our first firing, first major college firing, Clay Helton at USC fired, let go. I'm not sure how this is going to affect Keaton Slovis and um, Drake London just yet. We're going to have to see as time goes on as an interim coach probably takes over for the rest of the year. Uh, they lost against Stanford in pretty embarrassing fashion. Um, they they had a, they're, they're a good team. They shouldn't lose to Stanford like that. And if you're going to lose to Stanford, who is a bad team, sometimes I, I think they already kind of had their made up, their mind made up about Clay Helton before the season, and they just were like, "Give me a reason, give me a reason." And you lose to Stanford, and you gave him a reason. So Clay Helton out. New coach in. We don't know who that's going to be yet. There's been weird rumors about Urban Meyer. That would be shocking to me if it was Urban Meyer. Or like Bob Stoops. It's not going to be Bob Stoops, I don't think. It's probably going to be uh, maybe Luke Fickle. Um, maybe a coach from Penn State. I'm blanking on his name right now. He he would be good for that job. Uh, maybe a rehire. <laughs> Bill O'Brien from Alabama since he's in the coaching rehab spot right now. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see as time goes on. But last week, you know, I went into it thinking not a lot of good games. Uh, th- it proved me wrong, not necessarily for good reasons, because a lot of the good teams struggled. I mean, the top five teams, other than Texas A&M, kind of soared through, so that wasn't really that big of a deal. Oklahoma, after almost losing to Tulane, comes back and blanks um, Western Carolina, which they should. But it's still, it's kind of surprising. Ohio State gets upset versus Oregon, which is huge. That was a huge shot. Did it without Kayvon Thibodeau. I came on this podcast last week, and I said that without Kayvon Thibodeau, I'm not sure Ohio State's going to have any trouble. Well, hell, did they have trouble. Not only did I I tell you that the defense was good, I did not know they were that good without Kayvon Thibodeau, enough to shut down – well, they didn't really shut down Garrett Wilson – um and Chris Olave, but they definitely they, they gave him more than they they wanted, and obviously they didn't win the game. Um, C.J. Stroud might not be the answer. He's young, he's a freshman, so we'll see what he can come up with. But my call of C.J. Verdell actually making a big impact in that game came to fruition. C.J. Verdell was like a fucking NFL athlete, and honestly, going forward, I have C- I have C.J. Verdell put on my list now. I think he probably the seventh running back right now but i think he's elevated himself into the level where if he's drafted to the right spot he's probably not we're probably talking third or fourth round for sure maybe later honestly i think he's elevated himself to enough of a role where i could see him being effective depending on what team he goes to so that will definitely be somebody i will be monitoring for the rest of the season i thought that would be a good statement game for him and he came out there and made a fucking statement against ohio state so that was exciting to see cj verdell that's my guy um other than that kind of an up and down weekend there was some you know kansas got housed by coastal carolina that that happened last year too that was kind of the beginning of the like oh is the big 12 terrible yeah they coastal carolina beat kansas last year they weren't ranked uh this year coastal carolina is ranked and beat the tar out of kansas so it's good to see coastal carolina getting things done you know you you like to see it from the mid-majors they're not going to play many big teams so if they could play a power five school albeit kansas who's the worst power five school 
it's good to see they can come out there and capitalize and get that win. All right. Let's get into a little bit of our guys that we were looking at from this past week. Um, just we'll go kind of through the quarterbacks. Uh, Spencer Rattler didn't have to do a whole lot. 20 to 26, 243, five touchdowns. He didn't play after halftime. They, we got to see a little bit of the new guy, Caleb Williams, in the second half. And then we even got down to the third string quarterback, which was kind of, you know, it's always fun to see the third string quarterback. He looked frisky. I wouldn't say he's a starter anywhere, but he was frisky. Uh, Matt Corral, 20, 21 to 33, 281 and five tutties. Probably my next guy still. Um, although I will admit this Carson Strong kid from Nevada, 34, 43, 381 and four touchdowns. I'm beginning to see what the pundits are saying about him being one of the guys in this draft. I'm not prepared to say he's in the top three, though. Uh, I'm still going to give that third spot to Desmond Ritter, 14 to 22, 243, and two touchdowns. He's still he's still my guy. He he. I think it's I think it's Ritter, and then I'll put Strong under that. Slovis struggled against Stanford as I went over in the open 27, 42 two, 223 yards, one touchdown, one pick. It didn't look good. We'll see how with the interim head coach, I, I Slovis just has this weird decision-making thing about him. He He's not overly confident if his best guy isn't open or if his first read isn't there, he's not really going to be able to, to, make the make the call so i'm gonna pump the brakes on slovis a little bit i'm not sure that he you know it's like it's like kind of like kyle trask was last year where like you're just like oh kyle trash looks like a nfl quarterback and then you kind of get those like weird little things here and there where you're just like not sure if it's the weapons or if it's him i think this might be the weapons and not him so i'm gonna put my pen in keaton slovis i'm not sure if he's the guy um, and then we'll just get to Sam Howell had a nice bounce back game. I would hope so. He's going to get an FCS school, 21 to 29, 352 and three touchdowns. That's a solid showing from Sam Howell after that, how that O-line got wrecked by Virginia tech. The problem is that he, the, the games are only going to get harder once he gets into conference play. The ACC has got some, like some, some quiet guys, quiet teams in there that, I actually think can sneak up and bite a team like North Carolina who maybe won't see it coming. I'm not sure North Carolina, I, I they weren't as good as their 10 rank. They, they're probably in the twenties as far as a ranked team, but I think going forward, there's going to be some harder tests and I'm not sure that Miami is, or not Miami. I'm not sure if North Carolina is prepared for that. Okay. Quickly get to running backs. Uh, not a great weekend for any of the guys that we're watching other than CJ Verdell. Verdell went off 20 carries, 161 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions, 34 yards, and another touchdown. He looked like a stud. I, I, I have to put him up there. You can't have a performance like that against Ohio state on the road and me not, you know, take notice. I mean, I'll give you this. I think we all could see that matchup from a mile away, seeing as how Minnesota was carving them up straight up the middle. They weren't even like, it wasn't even like outside runs straight up the middle. You, he, they sent CJ Verdell straight up the middle. 
and he was having his way with that Ohio State defense. And I can't, I can't put him, I can't not put him on the list now. He, he earned his spot. So CJ Verdell, he's going to be my watch, one of my watch guys for the rest of the year. I, I don't, I, he might, he might actually grab a spot higher than what he is right now. But I just think the guys ahead of him are still just a tad bit better. Probably who I'm going to look for this season a little bit more. Um, Isaiah Spiller rushing, not really a day to remember. Eight for 20 yards. Uh, six catches for 56 yards and a touchdown, though. That part's actually something that we kind of had question marks going into the season. Like, how well could he catch the ball? Um, And six for 56 and a tutty? Okay. Why not? That 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 cross that you know that checks a couple boxes. That's that's something that as the season goes on, we want to see out of him. So it's it's good to see that he is capable of doing it in that spot. Um, Brees Hall, sixteen for sixty nine, one touchdown, four catches for twenty four yards. That's solid. Uh, they were getting beat against Ohio. Or, Iowa State, Iowa State, or no, they are Iowa State. They were getting beat by Iowa. Um, I really expected him to have more of an effect on that game. Um, it kind of looks like Iowa State might be a little overrated, might have been overrated going into the season. They ranked number seven going in. They don't look like that at all, and I am kind of feel bad because it doesn't really appear that that's going to be a good thing for them. Uh, Zonovan Knight's the last guy on my list. Uh, eight rushes for 31 yards, two catches for seven yards. He looked bad. I I can't really, I can't defend him any more than that. So Zonovan Knight, maybe you'll be next week. Um, Obviously Zach Charbonnet did not play this week as UCLA had a bye after beating LSU. So we'll keep him on the watch list going forward. They play Fresno state. So Zach Charbonnet will get more chances. Uh, Cook could get through the wide receivers. Drake London, four catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. He's still solid. Um, he's he's just going to be a solid quarterback. Uh, David Bell, the new guy on my list. So, John Mechie, I'm kicking out. He's getting kicked out of the top ten. David Bell's my new guy. Six, six catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. He looks like the best player on the field every time he's there, so I, I have to highlight it, you know? I have to. There's really – I can't. I can't not have him on the list anymore. He he's been doing his thing these past two weeks, and um, he's going to have to be on the list going forward. I think um, he's got a really good catch. He's he's got a really good run after catch, especially, and so I think that'll be something to monitor. Um, we'll talk about them him later in the game previews because he's got a big test this week, and I cannot wait to see what he does. Jahan Dotson for Penn State, five catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. He looked fine. That's a fine stat line from him. We'll we'll keep going with him. He's in the top five receivers. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, our South Alabama king, seven catches, 95 yards. He's trying his best. That quarterback sucks. I, I, I'm, I'm happy that there's a diamond in the rough that actually is consistently doing his thing each week. I'm happy to hear that. Um, and then obviously I mentioned John Mechie. They were in a throwaway game. He had five catches for 70 yards. I I just don't think he's the answer. I, I thought going into the season, Alabama, if he's a fat, they're a factory. But Mechie isn't really the number one on the team. So can I say that he's going to be the best player to, you know, 
all these other guys on the, that I've mentioned so far are the ones on their team, the one options. So why would John, why would Mechie uh, be the exception to that rule? You know, like why would I keep him on the list as far as somebody who I'm watching that is excelling is actually showing that he can do something better than all these other guys. If he's not doing that. So I'm going to have to, I'm knocking him off the list for now. Maybe he can work his way back later as Alabama makes their playoff push. But for now, no. Uh, tight end, I just want to mention Isaiah Likely. Five catches, 40 yards. Wasn't really flashy. He's really good at blocking, though. He's got there. He's great for the blocking scheme. And being able to catch five yard, five, even five catches for 40 yards, it's still helpful. It's still helpful for the team. And they beat Kansas, and he looks like an integral part. I I'm not sure. First round seems very stretchy for that. I don't think he's going to go in the first round, but I could see him going in the third or fourth, and hopefully that is what he can do. So so let's get into game previews. Um, the big game this week that I'm highlighting is Florida versus Alabama, number one versus number 11. Um, Alabama is a two-touchdown favorite, so – uh, I mean, here we go again with Alabama. They're 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 so good. They're so great. I I can't say anything about them. Or everybody gets, not everybody out of you all, but just everybody in general just seems to get upset when you talk shit on Alabama. Which I get it. They're fucking dynasty and all that. But like, still, you know, it gets frustrating after a while. Um, we'll quickly go through Alabama. Obviously, I'm still watching Mechie for now. Um, this will be a good test for him if he can excel in this game. I mean, it really excel. Maybe he could earn a spot but i don't think that's going to happen so that's probably what i'm going to watch for um and then bryce young this will probably be the best test for bryce so far so they housed miami in the first game um he looked a little obviously they beat mercer by what 40 points 44 points so it's hard to say that he was in trouble at any point in time but you could see there was some a little something there, a little something off. So I'll be excited to see what he is capable in this game, which will be his toughest test so far. Um, Florida is the other team, and this one is interesting to me. There's an interesting storyline going into this game. So the only player from this draft that I'm looking at is Kyir Elam, the safety out of Florida. Um, I'll be see, interested to see how he does for covering the Alabama wide receivers. Um, he's definitely got quite the stage to show what his abilities are. So I'm, I'm going to be definitely looking for Elam, but the quarterback situation. Now that is interesting to me. So Dan Mullen does not normally do stuff like this, but the best quarterback on Florida is Anthony Richardson. He's a 2023 quarterback. He's a freshman right now. Dan Mullen did amazing things with Dak Prescott when he was at Mississippi State. I'm sure everybody knows Dak Prescott, obviously the Cowboys starter. Anthony Richardson looks like an animal out there. He's like 6'4". The man can throw the ball. His first play, like literally he played like three plays in the last game, and it was all like the first pass was a 75-yard touchdown. So that's you know, as efficient as you can get. He's got the arm. He's got the escapability that you would need to beat Alabama. I will be really interested to see if Florida makes a swap at quarterback prior to this game. They've, they've really only hinted at Anthony Richardson. So this will be interesting to see if Dan Mullen can pull the trigger, and that's the only way they're going to beat Alabama. 
because Anthony Richardson is an animal. He's really good. And if you're in a Debbie draft looking for quarterbacks, and I'm sure you already have Anthony Richardson, but I would, if you're in Debbie, you probably either need to know the name Anthony Richardson or you already know the name Anthony Richardson. And maybe I'm blowing up your spot. I don't really care. It's an interesting game to watch this weekend. Either Alabama is going to house Florida or Florida is going to throw Anthony Richardson in there. And we might have a shootout on our hands because I'm not positive that the Alabama defense is prepared to play a player like Anthony Richardson, especially this early in the season. I'm I'm not sure if if Florida sticks with their normal game plan. Okay. Florida is probably going to get beat. If they decide to get spicy. Now that is what I'm interested in right there. The spice. And Anthony Richardson will be a part of that package, the spicy package. So just pay attention to that game. That'll be a definitely a storyline going in. I'm sure you will see Anthony Richardson at some point in the game. If he's out there as a starter, that's the key. That's the key. Um, I'll just highlight a couple more names from this weekend. It Again, not a great slate of games. There's some buys involved this week. But everybody, I don't expect there to be a ton of exciting games. I'm sorry. There's just I don't really see a ton ton coming in, but I will say a couple. Um, I'm actually going to highlight Oklahoma this week. Spencer Rattler, Eric Gray, Perion Winfrey. They put up a dud against Tulane. They came back last week and obviously shut down Western Carolina. Now they're going to play Nebraska at home. Nebraska is bad. So I need to see this consistency from them that they're going to be good for four quarters of a football game. I need to see Rattler make good decisions. I, I need him to not be less Jameis Winston and more Patrick Mahomes. We got to, we got to bridge that gap. We I, obviously Jameis looked good this first week of the NFL season, but we've all known Jameis as the 30 for 30 quarterback. You know, he's, he's always been known to make weird decisions and throw into double coverage. Spencer Rattler seems to have that trait. Um, at least he did in the first week. So against Nebraska, they need to come out and then you leave no doubt on that field. And that is what I'll be interested in. Uh, Perry on Winfrey's actually been good this whole year. The first week they played really weird strategy versus Tulane. Don't really have anything to say about that. But um, Eric Gray also for Oklahoma. I, I had him projected as, as going to be one of the top five running backs. Last week he was good against Western Carolina, as everybody was. Um, first week, meh, meh. Not really that good. So um, I'll have all of Oklahoma's players on my watch list this week. This will be their first really good test. I, I mean, Tulane technically was, but I don't I don't trust that as much. Um, we're going to have BYU's Tyler. I heard him say it too on the broadcast, and I still don't remember. It's Tyler Allergia? Al- I don't remember. Sorry, guys. I, I will remember this eventually. Um, versus Arizona State. That's interesting to me. Arizona State's ranked. Uh, BYU may have the huge upset versus uh, Utah last week. Um, Tyler, he wasn't really as involved as I would I thought he would be in that kind of thing, but it was still good enough. It was good. He's he's going to be fine. He looks like a good, good running back. Um, also have Matt Corral listed. Um, they're playing Tulane, which – I did not think Tulane was a hard opponent until now. <laughs> like now, apparently, he is a, a, a tough a tough out for people at Tulane. They they went in and housed whatever team they played last week. They played they scored like sixty nine points. That was 
an incredible output from them. Um, but I got to see it versus Tulane. I mean, Oklahoma looked pretty bad against Tulane in that second half. So I, I got to see maybe Tulane's legit. I don't know. Um, so this will be interesting to see going in if they can pull it off. Um, couple more games from this weekend. We got Purdue, Purdue versus Notre Dame, which I've been circling for a couple weeks. Uh, you got David Bell for Purdue. Uh, he's kind of – he's shot up my board. He's not going to have any better tests than this one this weekend. So I'm excited to see what he can do. If he's if he can continue pulling what he's pulling, maybe, maybe he is one of the better receivers in this draft, and I just didn't know it going in, which – you know, I'm there's room for improvement here every week, guys. I, I could be wrong. That's fine. David Bell has proven me wrong thus far. So why can't he just go ahead and keep doing it? Uh, I would definitely have Notre Dame on upset alert. Notre Dame did not look good against Toledo. They did not look in, good against Florida State, who Florida State ended up losing to Jacksonville State last week, which is one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen. Jacksonville State's in like the OVC or something, and they beat florida state that that's a humongous upset and kind of embarrassing and notre dame almost lost to toledo purdue is good they're a good football team so this will not be an easy test for notre dame obviously we're going to highlight kyle hamilton he looked amazing the first week had kind of an up and down game last week so i don't know it'll be something that i'm i'm going to be monitoring um Desmond Ritter is going to go play Indiana Indiana is not as good as we thought they were so I don't expect Desmond Ritter to have an entirely hard game but anytime you're playing a big 10 team you know something can happen Cincinnati is in like the AAC so I don't know you know they don't have the necessarily the same athletes as um Indiana so Indiana's definitely got a chance to prove themselves. I'll I'll be following to see what they can pull off this weekend. Um, as far as other players, we got Clemson going against Georgia Tech. It's not really anything there for me. Uh, Ohio State's playing Tulsa. Nah, whatever. Uh, Drake London and Keaton Slovis are going against Washington State historically bad defenses at Washington state. So I would like to see them getting back on track. That would be nice to see. Um, Arkansas is not playing anybody, so we can't really do trail on Burks. Georgia's playing South Carolina. I, that could be fun. I I think Georgia's going to win pretty easily in that game. And I, everybody on that, I, I love seeing that defense play football. They played an FCS opponent last week, so it's not really like that was anything to hang their hat on. But it, it, anytime they're playing, like Georgia's must-see TV for me this year. Anytime you can see that defense play, you might as well take the chance. Uh, Zamir White's also a good running back for Georgia. Georgia, their D-line is incredible. You're not going to see them play Alabama until the SEC championship. That will be a must-see game. I promise you that I will be locked in on that game. So go ahead and fire that one up. Uh, Penn State is a good game this week. Penn State with uh, Jahan Dotson is going against Auburn, SEC opponent. Auburn does not have a particularly good defense either. I, I'm i sorry out there, the SEC trope, that SEC defenses are this unbeatable force. You've got maybe three, Texas A&M, Alabama, and Georgia. Those are probably your only three unbeatable defenses. The rest of those defenses, not 
not world beaters. I'm not going to say that anybody can't beat them. And I don't think Penn State, if the quarterback can get on the same page, by the way, the quarterback is the only thing holding Jahan Dotson back from having 200-yard games every single time he's out there. So if the quarterback can get the ball to him, then I'll be interested to see what they can do. Going against Auburn, uh, uh, Joe's boy Tank Bigsby maybe come out in that game have a big uh, a big game. That'll be fun to see. Tank Bigsby actually has been pretty good this year, so I can't even say that that was a bad call from him. Uh, Sam Howell's playing Virginia. Uh, apparently, that's a good matchup. I didn't think I think I thought Sam Howell was going to slice and dice his way through the schedule. He has not so far, so I'll, I will be interested to see what Sam Howell can do going into this game. Uh, South Alabama versus Alcorn State. Our boy Jalen Tolbert. I, I obviously the funny part about uh, South Alabama games is a they're not on TV. And B, even the stats when you're you're watching the game don't update. <laughs> it's like somebody has to like manually put them in like from a piece of paper or something, because as you're watching the game, it says like player throws to player, and then like the stats will update themselves at the end of the game. So it's kind of funny. It, it'll be on ESPN three, so maybe I'll check it out because I do have ESPN plus. It could be good. Um, and then, yeah, I mentioned it earlier, but our boy Zach Charbonnet for UCLA is going to be going against Fresno State. Fresno State's no slouch. Uh, UCLA should still win the game. Chip Kelly seems to have that team in order. So I, I'll, I will be, I'll be watching that game because it's probably going to be the Pac-12 after dark game. Oh, nope. Just kidding. The after dark game is San Jose State versus Hawaii with the, uh, the old 1130 Central Time kickoff. For the East Coast, that is 12.30 at night. The game is kicking off. Just unbelievable stuff. I, I love college football. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the old 12.30 Eastern kickoff for San Jose State, Hawaii. They might may finish that up about 4 a.m. So that, <laughs> that'll, be a, that'll be a fun game to watch. Um, I prob- We'll see how far I can make it. I hope I can make it that far. I'll definitely be watching Fresno State UCLA anyway. Um, Because I love watching Zach Charbonnet cook. Well, so we are at the the end of the game previews. Could be a fun game. There's definitely some interesting matchups in here. Um, Boise State versus Oklahoma State catches my eye. Uh, Vanderbilt versus Stanford. SEC versus Pac-12. That's a fun one. LSU versus Central Michigan. I mean, LSU's having a weird year. Coach O might be on the hot seat be on the hot seat so we'll see what he can do central michigan obviously they should lsu should win that game pretty easily but you know you never know you never know that's what i love that's what i love about college football that's what i loved about following this last weekend is anything can happen toledo can beat notre dame like that could happen who knows you know who knows and that's what that's why we watch the sport the sport is fun um, to keep up with it's fun to just see what wild things will happen this week you know we had four fcs teams win the first week which is shocking to say the least um and i you know only see that going forward more so i'm gonna leave it there this week um i've given you the players to look at i'm not gonna lie my my rank, rankings haven't really changed so i'm not gonna go through that maybe we'll recap next week and see where we're at next week David Bell has entered the conversation, and um, yeah, 
Uh, we'll also be looking at Kyron Williams. I forgot to mention him for Notre Dame going against Purdue. Kyron Williams had a good week last week. Um, so he he's one of my – I think he's one of my top three. Sorry. Just had to clean that up because I just noticed that my note, I did not say anything about it. So fun week of football to go looking forward to this week. I will definitely be watching. Please – Follow Offensive Points on Twitter. Uh, get in the Discord. We have a college football section in there. Please put any kind of questions, any kind of comments, any kind of venting you want to do. Put any of that in there. It's all fun. Um, we're going to get this season under control. We're going to be ready for our drafts in April and May. And we will be prepared for Dynasty football this year. So this is at Homebrew Vendor, Billy Mantle. Signing off with you for this week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow the at the IDP Army. Look at YouTube. Don't have any of this content on there yet, but maybe I will in the future. But everybody have a good weekend. Watch some football. We love football. Got NFL and college back, so that's always exciting to see. See you all next week.